This is the year that I am going to find a best friend. That's what a recent podcast host said to me when she was interviewing me for a relatively popular show. And I found myself a little taken aback because while I know that most women have a desire for the proverbial best friend, I'd never heard someone set such a clear intention to find one. And I thought it was very interesting. And this is a conversation that I'm often having with women that I coach about finding a best friend or problems with a best friend, but either way, how to navigate things with the ideal best friend. And I thought, okay, let's talk about this. Because when it comes to having a best friend, for those of us who have it, we are reveling in the experience. And for those who don't, we find ourselves questioning why we are lacking, when it will be our turn, or maybe we've had a best friend in the past and we don't have one now and we're trying to figure out what to make of it. So in today's show, I'm going to answer this question. Do we really need a best friend? And as always, well, the answer is kind of complicated. This is Friend Forward, the podcast. And if you're having girl problems, we got you. I'm Danielle Byer Jackson, a certified friendship coach, and I am here to help you through it. Okay, so let's start with this. Best friends are very much a thing. In fact, if you have five friends and one of them is somebody who stands out above the rest, then quite literally, factually, she is the best one out of all of them. Like you have multiple purses and there's one that's just like the best purse, like it's your favorite. So by definition, yes, sometimes a best friend emerges from the rest of the pack. And therefore, yes, having a best friend is a real thing. The question becomes this. If you have a best friend, you probably know this. It is a glorious thing. You have this person who rides for you. They understand you. It's a guaranteed partner for any social event that you want to attend. It's your default person that you're inevitably tagging in TikToks and Instagram posts. It's your person. And the energy, the feeling is mutual. Y'all are sharing your goals with each other. She's familiar with your less than favorable uh, experiences in college. <laughs> she accepts you for who you are. I can tell you from experience, having a best friend is freaking awesome. Here's the problem. The idea of the best friend is problematic. Yeah, I said it. Because the role of the best friend is one that comes with expectations. While this list of expectations varies from person to person, once you have bestowed that title on someone, there are certain things that you expect that she'll uphold because you have put her in this particular role and therefore to maintain it or to have earned it, she's done or proven herself to be capable of doing certain things or having certain experiences with you. And while those expectations for most tend to remain unspoken, they are there. It would be great if we were able to explicitly outline what we expect of each other in some kind of friendship contract. And in fact, some women have, you know, if you, Cynthia and Nini from The Real Housewives of Atlanta a couple seasons back. And oh my gosh, I'm dating myself with that reference. But typically those best friend expectations are there. And, and most times we don't even realize it until they go unmet. 
So I'm going to speak to two groups today. The first is I'm sharing a message for those who do not have a best friend because there are some things I need you to keep in mind about holding this idea of attaining one. And then if you have a best friend, I have two warnings for you to kind of help keep y'all on track, but things to look out for in order to maintain things in a healthy way. Okay, so first let's talk to those of you, those listeners without a best friend currently in this life season. Okay, a new study reveals that 40% of people report, so self-report, not having a best friend. And so if that's the case for you, I, I share that with you so you know you're not alone. But I have three things for you to keep in mind as you kind of grapple with the concept. Should I have one? Should I not? Should I be pursuing a best friend of my own? Here's, here's point number one. Okay, what I want you to do is to define what a best friend is to you and outline what it is a best friend would offer you. You're likely thinking things like, you know, a sense of security. I know I always have this person. They offer me support. They listen. They understand me. I feel fully known by this person. It's someone to laugh with and I don't have to like overthink it. I can be myself. You likely listed those qualities or or qualities similar to that. The next thing I want you to do is ask yourself this. Is this something that I can get from a collective Or am I intent on getting it from a singular individual? So if you're looking for support and fun and somebody to share your goals with and your fears with, is that something that you can get from a collective of people? So the four close people in your life offer you those traits in some capacity when you put them all together? Or is it something that you are determined to have from one person and finding yourself unsatisfied because of that expectation and that desire? You do need close friends. Let me be clear. A lot of research confirms that. We need close friends. Now, loose ties, which is what you know sociologists refer to as the people who are not in your close circle, but they're still regular people you're having interactions with. You still need loose ties. We need those people who maybe I'm not necessarily close to this woman, but she's super fun to go to happy hour with and you know she's a good listener. You need that too, but we need close relationships. But for those of us who are finding ourselves unsatisfied because we want to have all of these things offered to us from a singular person, I wonder if we're selling ourselves short, right? So that's the first thing I want you to consider if you are in a season of not having a best friend, okay? The expectation that you'll have one person who offers it all, which takes me to my second point. Are you missing out on opportunities for closeness because you are secretly auditioning women for the role? You go somewhere, you meet a woman and you think to yourself, she's really cool and your brain fast tracks for a second and you visualize you all in the future and you're like, okay, she can be my best friend. Or you think like, oh gosh, you know, I was really vibing with her, but she did this one thing or she believes in this one thing or she parents in a particular way or she, you know, likes this one show and I'm like, how can you like that show, you freaking weirdo? Whatever it is that is a standard we've set for what our best friend will look like, if you have an ideal, that means anybody who falls short of the ideal, you're no longer entertaining for the role. She's been cut. And so I wonder for those of us who are holding very tightly to the idea of I'm looking for a best friend, right? Like a best friend, if we've shaped it to be such an idealistic thing that we're missing out on potential relationships with women that could be very, very close and ironically lead to what we desire. 
So I want you to think about how you're holding tightly to the idea of having this, um, you know, this quote unquote, like this BFF, you know, and that ideal and the imagery that we tend to pair with it and how it might be affecting how you engage with women or how it might be limiting your capacity to build something meaningful with somebody because you want it to be this way or nothing at all. Like you're a platonic soulmate or nothing at all. Okay. Do you also have a belief that friendships are malleable, meaning they change, they can grow into something. So some of us are missing out on beautiful, promising, um, uh, meaningful friendships because we want that chemistry instantaneously because we're so focused on having our best friend. Okay. Or our best friend would never do this thing, but this new girl did this thing. So she can't, you know, possibly fill the rule. Just something I want you to think about. And if it's, if it's a thought that is kind of sabotaging, um, your, uh, goals of having somebody you're very close to. And finally, the final note for the woman who has no best friend is, are you associating the status of having a best friend or not having a best friend with your worth? Have you gotten to a place where you feel weird, inferior, less than, uh, incapable because you don't have one and the other girls you see on Instagram, they have one and what's wrong with me or I used to have one, but now I don't. What does that say about me? Okay, because if that's the case, I need us to unpack that right now. Like I said at the very beginning, having a best friend is a glorious thing. It's a real thing and it is very special. But if you find yourself in a season right now where you can't necessarily pinpoint one person where everything's reciprocal and the energy is just there and you all are each other's person and you're both each other's emergency contact. If you don't have that, okay, like Meredith Gray and um, what's the other doctor's name on Gray's Anatomy? I know some of you are shouting it right now. Christina. Christina? Yang, Christina Yang. <laughs> we want to be each other's person. If you don't have that right now and you are now starting to internalize that, like what does that say about me? I need you to stop. Maybe you just don't have it in this season and that's okay. Or are you finding that, actually, I guess I do have everything I need from friendship itself, from a collective, and I need to find a way to be satisfied by that. I hope you're enjoying this week's episode, but I want to pop in for a second to talk to the woman who's kind of over it. The woman who's over YouTubing videos about friendship or looking for little TikToks with tips and tricks. And you're in a space where you're like, no, I need a complete like friendship overhaul. Like I need a transformation. You should be joining our eight week coaching program, which is titled Friendship Elevated. There are four weeks until the price goes up on October 1st, and we'd love to get you in there. And if you're looking for all of your friendships to be completely different, like your mind change, the state of your friendships feels richer, then this is really seriously the place that you have to be. So while I share a lot of different uh, things on, on the podcast and on my TikTok videos, we save up the technical step-by-step how-tos and personal coaching that comes along with it for our members. You can learn more at betterfemalefriendships.com slash membership. But you know what? Don't take my word for it. I want you to hear from one of our members. So I started researching, you know, does friendship coaching exist? And I found Danielle and I can tell you that every investment I've ever made in any service or product Danielle has offered has been well worth it. The content is just so helpful because it gives you a structure for most situations that can be kind of tricky or a lot of scenarios we may encounter at any stage of any friendship. And when you have a structure, it just 
makes things a little bit easier so you're not grasping blindly um, on your own for what to do. And in terms of the tangible impact for me, I currently have a best friend that I would not be best friends with if it wasn't for Danielle's coaching. Um, Briefly, there was something that was kind of bothering me and if left to my own devices, I think I would have withdrawn and kind of started to distance myself from this person. Uh, But with Danielle's coaching, you know, I've learned that it's okay to have conflict and it's okay to approach the subject directly. And Danielle gives you a great framework for how to do that and how to be successful in that conversation. And I use that and it actually brought us closer. If you're looking to have a similar experience, then we hope to see you before the price increases on October 1st over at betterfemalefriendships.com slash membership. See you there. Now, let me talk to my ladies who have the best friend who are like, can't relate because me and my bestie like got that on lock. What a special gift that is. I know personally how cool it is to have this woman who's like mutually your girl. Three things I'm going to ask you though. One, I encourage you to get clear about what expectations you have of this friendship and the ways in which it restricts the way that you your friend in the unit evolves. This is what I mean. Are there certain expectations that you have of this friendship dynamic that might be kind of suffocating how it can grow and change, which friendships inevitably do? Because for the best friends who allow themselves the space to evolve will find themselves happier and freer to hold a loose grip on the idea of being besties. So this is what I mean. We expect that if you're my best friend, then, well, of course, you're not going to be like spending a bunch of time with another person. Of course you're not, because we are best friends. That's something that can lead to like this territorialism. You feel like she's my person, not your person. If she's a best friend, then she should be spending most of her hangout hours with me. That's what we think. But what happens if she comes into a season where she's starting to spend more hours with somebody else? Do we see that as a betrayal? Do we perceive that as disloyalty or shifting? And if so, what does that do to you? What impact does it have? If we learn that she has shared a secret with somebody else and not us, has that been filtered down to us as betrayal? How could she? You're my best friend. And by definition, I should be the person you tell, even though it's possible that because of whatever the secret is, she felt safer and more comfortable and more seen sharing it with another person for whatever reason. Is it possible that, you know, you expect that since she's your best friend, if you call, she will answer. She will know what things to say. And if she doesn't, then she has disappointed you somehow. These are the kinds of questions we have to ask ourselves is, yes, best friend, the whole concept of it is good when things are good. But are there any ways in which it might be restricting how you all can either grow as individuals or as a collective? Because you're holding so tightly to that idea of how it should be mutual and equally reciprocal at all times, which it may not be. And for those of us with a looser grip in our friendships, don't mind. I'll tell you this. One of my, I always say one of my, but one of my best friends, she always says to me, you know, well, you know, I have three best friends. And she says that to everybody. I've overheard her tell somebody else, well, I have three best friends. I've got the one from childhood, the one from high school, the one from college. And she just speaks to how she met each of us. And we all know 
You know, there have been times that some of us have texted each other to figure out what we wanted to send her collectively for her birthday. And the three of us aren't necessarily close. But she is our best friend. Sure, I've had my moments where I find out later she like told somebody else something before me and I'm like, I'm sorry, what now? You know, but having that loose grip of I'm so thankful for her friendship. I feel blessed to have her in my life, period. That to have a tight grip of I need to be the only person you share things with and spend time with and disclose things to. How restrictive is that to me, her, and to the collective friendship? It's something you have to ask yourself. The second question I want you to ask for those with a best friend is um, how are you working to keep it strong? Sometimes we believe if a best friendship kind of works on autopilot and then we're surprised when there's kind of a shift. Uh, Shasta Nelson is a friendship expert who's like an OG in this space. I quote her a lot. And she always argues that the three components to creating depth in a friendship are positivity, consistency, and vulnerability. So have you gotten complacent or are you still actively working to keep those three components strong in your friendship? For those of you who do not have a best friend, this is a note for you as well. If you're like, I want to start developing closer relationships, Well, those are the three things you need to start being intentional about maintaining in the friendships that you do get. Consistency, positivity, vulnerability. The final question for the woman with the best friend, are you putting all your eggs in one basket? Now, I don't mean like, well, in case this doesn't work out, you need to have other people because that's a, a completely different mindset. I'm not speaking to that. I'm talking about have you found that you've let your other friendships go by the wayside or that you are now not spending time with other people because you think you found this one person and you don't need to cultivate anything else? Remember, we said earlier, we need close relationships, plural. We need loose ties even. We need a network. We need a community. So be careful of getting to a place where this person becomes your person and therefore they get all of your your energy your attention and have you neglected other potential relationships because of that is something I just want you to think about okay so do you need a best friend my answer to that is no you need what a best friend I'm doing air quotes offers you need understanding you need people you can be vulnerable with You need emotional support. You need to um, have enjoyable moments. You need all those things. Know that I am here rooting for you always on your ongoing journey toward better female friendships. Until next time. (music) 